0: Hey everybody, I'm Ben Ennis, host of the Fan Drive Time on Sportsnet 590 The Fan, and you're listening to Red, White, and Blue Jays. Swing in and drive! Welcome to Red, White, and Blue Jays, the podcast home of Blue Jays Fans UK, a group connecting Blue Jays fans around the UK and beyond and telling their stories. And now, here's the host of Red, White, and Blue Jays, Steve Hunter.
1: Hi, guys. Welcome to another edition of Red, White, and Blue Jays. Great to be with you. And a very warm, very early time zone start for Ben Ennis. Ben, so cool to have you. Thank you so much for spending some time with us.
0: Hey, thanks for having me. It's great to be here.
1: I have to hold my hands up right at the very beginning and confess my sins to the world that I got my time zones uh, mixed up this afternoon. Uh, So I was thinking I had plenty of time to get myself sorted. And then Ben called me and said, hey, where are you? Uh, So I really really apologize that I- You know uh, what?
0: uh, Don't worry about it. It, It's not the first time that's ever happened in the history of of audio medium. Um, I mean, it's the first time it's happened in this direction. It's definitely happened for me on my radio show when we try to connect to people um, across the ocean. So yeah, it, it, I I'm very understanding because yes, I've I've been the uh, the victim in the in the other way of of some time zone uh, screw ups.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It is the the joy, and particularly when the clocks change, of us trying to keep track of where each other are. Uh, thankfully, we we're just at the five hour time difference, but that will soon change in a couple of weeks. I have to say, also. Just admiring your bobblehead collection behind you, um, uh, I, I've done pretty well considering. You know, I'm based in the UK, so I've managed to get a few. Uh, how, how long have you been collecting your bobbleheads there?
0: Uh, well, let's see. Uh, about twenty years. Uh, I, I used to, I used to do a, a show for one of the, the television stations here that was that required me to to attend every single Blue Jays home game. And as home media, you're actually. You're, you're given the, the giveaways that the, the first 15,000 or so fans are given. So there's a couple of years there where I, I did really well. My kids are obsessed, though. Like, they, are, they were so mad that we didn't get to go to Superhero Bobblehead Giveaway Day, uh, the Bow Flows Bobblehead, where the, Boba ah, has the real yeah. hair. They were super into You got that one? Yeah, that's a good one. There we go. I, got the, I got the Vlad and Dad Bobblehead from this year. yeah the the problem with my vlad and dad one and maybe you can help me with this is that we just moved a couple of months ago and in the move i lost the bats the bobblehead bats out of the hands so i i've done some transferring of some lesser liked bobbleheads i've taken the bats from those and put it in that bobblehead but i'm i'm one bat short i don't like do i have to I, i think i i have to buy some like black wood and 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 kind of fabricated myself I went to one of the collectible stores here uh where I live in Burlington which is just outside of Toronto yeah and he looked at me sideways when I asked him do you have any bobblehead bats so I I don't think you can purchase them at stores (laughs) you need to get hold of uh David
1: Meads uh so David Meads is a photographer but I think in his part-time enjoyment he he customizes bobbleheads and Is that right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I absolutely so absolutely do need to get in touch. You with need guy. to get hold of yeah David Muse. I I think he's based in Toronto based on the number of photos that he takes. But uh, yeah, if you you look him up, he he's a keen bobblehead connoisseur in terms of surgery. Uh, so yeah, that's definitely what you need to do.
0: Yeah, um, it's not a it's not a complete bobblehead without the bat. Need the bat. No,
1: exactly. Uh, and I've had a couple that have had unfortunately had a bit of surgery on them when they've arrived here. Obviously, oh, yeah. you know shipping bobbleheads is a bit dicey, but uh, yeah, poor old I got a a Jose Batista one a few years ago, and he ended up in four pieces by the time he got to me. Uh, so yeah, yes. super glue
0: does wonders.
1: It does. Yeah, no, he's 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 holding up there. He's doing all right. So uh, nice, good stuff, Ben. It'd be great to hear a little bit about your storyline in terms of uh, how you ended up doing what you do, and um, you know growing up uh was media always the arena that you'd hoped that you would end up in
0: yeah it's it's funny so many people in this industry it's not <clears throat> excuse me it's not the the area they they intended to 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 be in professionally and and twists and turns and roads veering they ended up in media and sports media for me i did it's all i ever wanted to do um i wanted to I wanted to be happy professionally. I didn't want to do a job that I hated. And 92 and 93 was pretty formative for me. When the Blue Jays were winning back-to-back World Series, Maple Leafs were, were pretty good back then as well. But they didn't win a championship. And when you're, when you're sub-10 years old and you see the excitement of, of a professional sports franchise in your city win a championship and all that's that that entails, and you think it's going to happen every year because it it did for two years. It happened every year. The Blue Jays won, won the World Series. I said, well, h- how do I how do I get involved with this in in somehow uh, in, in some way? I had a family friend who worked in the local well, not the local radio station, but the the the, the one Toronto sports radio station, uh, which was just it was just called the Fan Five Ninety back then. He took me on a tour. We had. Actually, Jamie Campbell went to my high school, host of Blue Jays baseball. No and way. So cool. yeah, he came one day to 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 give us a, a, a speech to talk about his career path. And I followed up with him. I, I got a tour of the Sportsnet studios. One thing led to another. I was interning at, at the fan, got a job at Sportsnet, started off cutting highlights. It's just like any other job. You start at the bottom and work your way up. I was... I was working seven days a week for very minimal, if, if any money at all for a long, (laughs) long, long, long time. Uh, I did many different things. I actually co-hosted a a soccer show here (laughs) in, in, in Canada, uh, called Fox soccer news. I, I, I did, uh, for a time, a, a blue Jays call in show on the community cable television show here. Um, yeah, and eventually, well, I've also done some reporting for the Blue Jays with the radio station. That was fun. We, the way the radio station used to work was they, they would actually send the visiting, they would send interns, unpaid interns, to cover the visiting clubhouses of the local team. So the, the main reporters would cover the Blue Jays or the, the Leafs or the Raptors, and they would send an unpaid intern to hold a microphone in the scrums of the visiting team. So I got to do that a number of times as a kind of an entry level position. Worked my way up, started hosting radio shows, started hosting highlight shows on, on television and uh yada yada yada. Long t- uh long story sh- not so short. Uh yeah, hosting the the drive show on the flagship station of the Blue Jays in Canada. So that's uh yeah it's it's <laughs> I left some stuff out there, but yeah, it yeah. was, um, it, it, it's, um, for, for some people, you know, they, they, they dreamt of other things or even Dan Shulman was on a career path to be what a, a um, actuarial scientist, and ends up the voice of the blue Jays it was yeah. never for me. I, uh, this is all I ever wanted to do.
1: Uh, and
0: what an amazing
1: opportunity to be able to do something, you know, I guess a lot of people in life, you know, do work because they need to pay bills and bits and pieces, but to actually fulfill something that you really wanted to do and actually now doing it. So I, I, I can sort of imagine, were you, you know, as a, as a child growing up in your bedroom, pretending to be, you know, a radio producer, radio presenter, was that something that you sort of practiced at home and then birthed out in real life?
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I definitely took the, the tape cassette and, and recorded myself um, doing play by play. Actually, I, I shouldn't say that this is all I ever wanted to do. There was a, a, a good portion of time and something that I haven't totally closed the door on where I wanted to do play by play. I, oh, nice. I, I did some of it on a very small scale. I, I traveled to Las Vegas one year for the minor league baseball winter meetings where they actually hire the play by play people the upcoming season. I had an interview with the Lynchburg Hillcats, Um, but that is a, that is a tough road to hoe. If you ever have, I I don't know if you've had Ben Wagner on your show, but Ben, yeah, Ben Wagner spent decades toiling in the minor leagues and it's, it's not quite the coal mines, but it's, (laughs) it's a, (laughs) it's a far cry from what he's doing now working in the major leagues and, and traveling around with one of the elite baseball teams. Um, but yeah, it was, um, yeah, that, that was, that was the one part of my career that I, not, not that I have any regrets about, but that I, 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 I still love baseball play by play and, and the people who do it and do it well, yeah. I, I yes. envy them.
1: Yeah. I mean, my formative years in terms of the Jays, uh, my first trip to Toronto was in 94. So I was just literally after the two world series that you talk about. Uh, So I'm not bitter about that at all. Um, (laughs) But but sort of listening to Jerry Howarth on the on the radio, you know, as we talked about the time zone issue. So evening games here are midnight plus. So often I'd be, you know, earpods in listening to to Jerry and of course, Ben more recently. Uh, And yeah, the, the, the art of radio commentary, very different to obviously what Buck and Dan and Tabby are doing on on the TV uh, is fascinating. And I I often like just listening to the radio broadcast. I I think it just brings a completely different nuance to the whole game experience.
0: A hundred percent. And it's, it's, I mean, part of it is, is the time of year that baseball is played that so many people in the part of the country, part of the world where I live, they go to cottages, they're, they're spending time outdoors because six months of the year, it's not fun to go outside, uh, outdoors. And, and for the brief glimpses of, of warm weather here in the summer, people like to get out. Uh, they like to go up north to, to cottage country here. And to, to have a, a baseball game on in the background, is that's, you know, that's tradition. That's, 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 that's part of people's yearly rhythms. Um, and baseball lends itself so, so well because of the speed of the game just because of the history of the game in that medium that it's it's it is different than hockey or, or basketball or, or, or football in that regard
1: yeah have you always been leaning towards baseball is baseball sort of like your primary sport that you enjoy I mean you mentioned obviously soccer and stuff that you've worked in um, where would you sit in terms of hierarchy of Canadian pastimes
0: uh yeah baseball is is my number one now the the show that I host right now, um, is a it's we, we cover everything. It's a it's a general sports talk show, but we're still a week away from the start of the Leaf season. They start next Wednesday. We're still a couple of weeks away from the start of the Raptors season, and it should be said that even when those regular seasons start, the Blue Jays, because of the championships they won in the early '90s, because of the resurgent fan base uh, in 2015 and 2016. And because of the fact that those are national, that the the Blue Jays have become a national brand, coast to coast here, where a country of forty million people, it's the only game in town as far as baseball is concerned. It's a huge deal. This is, I mean, that there are times where the Blue Jays on television outrate the Leafs and certainly the Raptors. And these playoff games starting on Friday will do massive massive numbers in, in in the millions and in a country of, of of 40 million it's it's pretty impressive but no no baseball is how i fell in love with sports um i i'm a big leaf fan as well and and obviously pay attention and, and cover every sport because it's it's part of my job and i love it but no if i had my druthers yeah and i had to choose one sport to to focus in on it would be uh, baseball yeah did you ever did you play growing up yeah Yeah, I did. Not super competitively, but yeah, it was it was the the sport that I played uh, the earliest. I I didn't get into hockey until a little little bit later in my life. But my 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 parents put me into into Little League because I I showed an interest in it. Uh, uh, Yeah, I was uh, a third baseman and a catcher. Really, I I started my Little League career um following after my baseball idol which was pat borders uh world series mvp in 1992 Uh, and you know it was just a kind of a blue collar guy was not a great offensive force until he put up huge huge numbers in a six game series and ends up as a legend and in fact I, i got a chance as i mentioned as interns you got to go into the visiting clubhouse if you were assigned on to, to that game. And I actually have a, a poster of Pat Borders in, in this room. It's on the other wall, but um, I, I got to cover a Blue Jays, Seattle Mariners game at what was then Skydome. And, and Pat had recently, I think declined a promotion to the major leagues because I think he, he just enjoyed the minor league life in Tacoma, Washington, <laughs> but eventually they, they convinced him to, to accept the, the promotion to the major leagues. And he made one of his, his final appearances. It might've been his final appearance in Toronto as a visiting member of the, the Seattle Mariners. And I, I was the only one, I basically got to do a one-on-one with him. And he had you know the mountain of, of ice packs on his knees. He had, he had just been through the ringer, but that guy was the, to me, the definition of baseball.
1: Yeah, extraordinary. Now, working at Fan 590, you've got some brilliant people working alongside you. I have a very good friend, Elizabeth Hart, who is one of your imaging producers. So no know, know Elizabeth very well. And uh, another person who I've always held in very high esteem is your co-host, Stephen Brunt. Uh, how how influential has he been in terms of Canadian media? Um, just an extraordinary journalist. Uh, what what fun has that been in terms of presenting alongside him?
0: I, I It's been the the thrill of my professional life is the way I, I've described it. It's um, it took a lot um, leading up to my first show with Stephen Brunt to get myself in the right headspace to to, to understand that that was actually happening because I, yeah, not only grew up watching the Blue Jays, I grew up listening to the radio station, which actually its first year of existence was 92. It, It formed in September so just a, a month prior to the blue jays winning their first world series so i i my formative years in in watching sports was also my formative years in listening to to sports talk radio and yeah Stephen brunt and and bob McCowan and and some of the great names of of that time were hugely influential in me and uh, in my development and i would also say that yeah in in this country not that hot takery is is bad. I think sometimes it, it it people look down their noses at it a little too much. But I do think there's a little bit more nuance in Canadian sports um media commentary. And I think part of that are guys like Stephen Brunt, and maybe specifically Stephen Brunt, who's, you know, never had a hot take in his life, right? But is 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 so thoughtful, um and and so smart, frankly. And it's just he forces you to raise your game to 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 raise your not just sports IQ your your IQ. Yeah,
1: I mean he, he's a wordsmith, isn't he? I mean, some of mm-hmm. the video montages that he's um, voiced over and stuff. Um, I remember one for a couple of years ago. That's just extraordinary. And and, and as I've said to other guys from from your network, you know the quality of that's being produced out of Sportsnet, um, both both radio and and in terms of TV stuff, is is so good. Um, and that helps us pe- fans like me who are not able to get to a game that often um, just feel part of what's what's happening uh, in your part of the world. It's, it's it's fascinating to to see that take place. And yeah, Stephen has been very formative. Of course, the other the other couple of people that I guess you were slightly head to head with in terms of ratings was, of course, Tim and Sid when they were together and now Tim on his own uh, with a few friends uh did, did that do, do you guys ever sort of cross over in terms of him coming on your show you going on on tim tim's show
0: you know it's difficult when our shows run at the exact same time we're both a five to seven eastern yeah. time but yeah we used to tim and sid used to come on my various iterations of, of radio shows um i haven't always been doing this time slot and yeah, i mean and we, we see each other. We, we, we work in the same building every day. Uh, we pass each other in the parking lot, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a a physical impossibility to be in two places at once. So, so yeah, the way things work right now, we, we haven't, we haven't been able to do a a home and home, but yeah, no, we've, we've had, Mm -hmm. uh, Tim on and, and Sid when he was at the radio station, we used to do NFL picks with, uh, with Sid, but yeah, have, uh, Good uh, good relationship with both of those guys.
1: Yeah, they're brilliant people. and Again, great, great journalists and great presenters. Now, Sportsnet, as I've said, we love watching you guys. Um, obviously, in terms of the Jays coverage, uh, we get it via MLB TV. And we had a bit of news yesterday that came out.
0: That, I saw this.
1: Yeah, that's caused a bit of controversy over here, which uh, we're, I mean, quite frankly, hugely disappointed with. Um, so it appears that MLB have uh, done a deal. So we have another cable station or satellite station here called BT Sport, where they are going to be broadcasting the games. Um, but of course, everybody here, we're subscribing into MLB TV. We've watched you guys, well, Sportsnet, through the whole year. And then we get to the most important games of the season. And suddenly that ability to, to watch has been taken away, which they've never done that before. Uh, I just can't get my head around it.
0: No, that is that's mind-bending, and and part of the the edict from Rob Manfred was to try and lessen the impact of these blackouts, which are a huge issue in the United States, right? And well, and even Canada too, right? With, with the the MLB TV not broadcasting within regions that have their local television network, but as we know, we're moving way closer to a, a fully realized streaming world where probably, um, you know, in the, the next five, 10 years, it's, it's going to be the only way to access live sports through through the internet, through streaming. And that's, yeah, that's mind bending. At least, the, I mean, so I guess they're just trying to squeeze a couple extra dollars or a couple of extra quid out of you guys by, by making you, yeah. you you subscribe to another, tel- at least I, I suppose there is, it's not like you're you're out in the dark entirely then.
1: No, we're not out in the dark entirely. We obviously won't get the Sportsnet feed. We'll get the, you know, whatever ESPN are, are checking yeah. out. So, so yeah, we will miss out on on that benefit. So, yeah, we can watch it. But uh, I think the ripples on this side of the pond are, are huge. And, and not just in terms of Blue Jays. You know, a lot of my friends who are MLB supporters of other teams are all feeling exactly the same thing. It's just, um, and particularly I think with, the backdrop of MLB wanting to push internationally, you know, obviously we had our London series back in 2019 with the Yankees and Red Sox, hoping that the Jays might get picked for, for one of those games going forward. So there's also an appetite to take, take baseball overseas, but to, to, to make this move with the platform that everybody watches through here just seems to be a, a huge backward step.
0: Yeah. That, that makes little, to to no sense. Um, yeah, you mentioned the Sportsnet broadcast. That this is this is it's a rarity that in the postseason we will have a, a local Sportsnet broadcast, right? Because people recall, I mean, the last time this this era of, of Blue Jays, well, and, and nobody on this team was in the playoffs. But in fifteen and sixteen, those games and and the the highlights that we remember were not Sportsnet highlights. Those were those were. Box and, and TNT highlights that I, I'm not sure exactly why, but Major League Baseball has decided that uh the Blue Jays are al- allowed to have a local broadcast team th- throughout the entirety of the postseason. So we may have, I mean, a Sportsnet broadcast of the World Series, which would be very exciting.
1: That'd be very cool. And we can, I think, with MLB TV, I think well, the thing they have said that obviously we can watch the archives of that. But even that, I'm not sure whether we can get the Sportsnet feed or whether we again, guess get the international feed. Anyhow, I I'll get off my soapbox. I I had a right strop about it yesterday. Uh, I was just I was so disappointed but it is what it is and we just have to make the best of it. Let's just um in the few minutes that we've got left uh turn our attentions to the Jays. Um just give me your your sort of general thoughts in terms of this season. I mean it was great that they've got into the postseason. Are you are you happy with that they got in on a wild card? Did you expect them to win the division? Where was your sort of hopes and dreams at the beginning
0: Well, i think like everybody including las vegas here who sets the lines before the season i thought that they would not only win the division they'd be the top team in the american league but 92 wins being the top wild card considering the the start that the yankees got off to and the only reason we were talking about the blue jays having even the slightest chance of of overtaking the yankees because they just they barely scored in August and, and almost completely spit the bit, but baseball is, is such, and and this is one of the oddest seasons I can remember, but baseball is, is such a, you, a macro sport that you can get focused in on the micro of one at bat, even one game, even a week of games, a month of games feels like it's a huge sample and that you should be able to glean something from that. But I mean, the greatest example of 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 needing to take a step back and take the, the bird's eye view is Bo Bichette, who, I mean, for the first three, four months of the season, uh, I was concerned about the, his potential to not only be a star player, but an adequate offensive player playing even league average defense and shortstop. And then once again, you, you look at his baseball reference page, or the stats leaderboard and he's at the top he's he's leading the american league in hits and if you go by ops plus which is a, a measure where 100 is is league average of of gauging uh on base plus slugging year over year there's that that in that measure it says he had a better season this year than he did last year so it's 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 hard to be disappointed in a year in which you lost the reigning American League Cy Young award winner in Robbie Ray. You lost a uh, silver slugger at second base and you won more games and you're into the playoffs.
1: Yeah. I, it has been a really streaky season though, hasn't it? And I think, and I think that's what we all judge it by that. There have been some, what have been really brilliant moments and, and, and series that they've dominated in and then, for whatever reason, everything seems to go absent and, you know, defense doesn't do what it should be doing. And the offense doesn't seem to be doing what the do and the pitching is not very good. And I mean, how do you account for a team that seems to have oscillated from the highs to the lows continuously through the whole of the season?
0: I would say, no, it's a two-parter. One is that, you know, recently and in in say for a couple of games against the Yankees and maybe the first two games of the Rays series, and then the Angels series that for about a month and a half, they have been very consistent. They've been consistently good. But secondarily, I would say that's baseball. Like, look, at, look at every other team. That's the nature of playing every single day, playing 162 games. Look at the Yankees, again, who are on pace to win 120 games. We were talking about them being the greatest team in existence and couldn't win to save their lives in in the month of august and and now i mean and injuries were a big part of their story as well but no i mean you just you just go down and and look at the seasons of all 30 major league teams and maybe the really bad ones are very consistent they they don't they don't have oscillations but that's not even true you know like i I can remember the the orioles have performed better
1: haven't they i mean the orioles
0: have done way better
1: than anyone expected
0: yeah it's true so yeah it's it it does feel though like that is that has been amplified this year for the blue jays this is a, a year in which that's extremely true um, but maybe it was just that the expectations for this team were 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 so high that we were finally tuned to 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 it and that you know there was moments where their their playoff security was was severely in doubt
1: yeah who would you want to be relying on in your batting lineup for the all important hit uh, as things stand at the moment, who's the guy that we need him coming up?
0: Well, uh, the, to, it, to the plate, it, it's 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 uh, rotated all season long. Uh, I mean, my my stock answer was always Alejandro Kirk, but he he finishes the year kind of on a down note. But the guy's so consistent that you you still think that he's capable of great things. But it's hard to say it, it say anybody but. Bo oh, the way he's, he's swung the bat over the last month and a half, two months, he, he has the most hits in September that any Blue Jays ever had, most hits in any month, and it comes in September. He's, uh, to my eye, he's taking more close pitches for balls. He's getting himself in better hitters counts. And when he's not, and when he's in a two-strike two count, of course, his his two strike approach is is legendary, and it just it it feels like that guy is is made for the moment. Um, it it's it's really it's hard to have an answer other than Beau Bichette right now.
1: Yeah, no, I wouldn't disagree with that. I think George Springer for me still is close behind. Uh, mm-hmm. I I think Vladdy hasn't, as everybody's sort of documented, hasn't had quite the season that we had hoped for. But you know, in the moment, he can also pull it out the bag. Pitching-wise, obviously Manoa is out and out, just so good. Um, I mean, there's not much more we can say in terms of superlatives in terms of his performance. Gosman picked up the the cut on his finger. I I think the Jays are basically saying that should be okay. I was more interested in your sort of Game 3 proposal in terms of Bria stripling. A preference on one of those guys?
0: Yeah, I mean, from... If we're just basing this on merit, it has to be Ross Stripling. I, I am curious, though, to see the deployment. The Blue Jays, like the Mariners, have, have only listed a, a a game one starter. They've they've only said that Alec Manoa is going to start game one of this postseason series. Now, naturally, you'd think Kevin Gossman is starting game two because there's, the Blue Jays have a clear one, two, and then say what you will about Ross Stripling, and he's had a great season, but there's that's, he's a clear number three, but I I'll be interested to see if the blue Jays win on Friday and they take a, a one Oh series lead. And, you know, you'd like to win game two, but you understand that going to a game three is not the end of the world. And that if you can get a win out of Ross Stripling and then start Kevin Gossman in game one of the division series, if we might not see that, but I, despite Jose Barrio's coming up with uh, a half decent performance against an Orioles team that was probably ready to go home in, in inclement weather. I it's it you really you you can't make an argument for anybody other than Ross Stripling as the third starter, in my mind.
1: No, I think I think you're right. The management obviously the of the starting pitches in the bullpen are gonna be critical as we go through the postseason. I would imagine John Schneider will take a different approach to what he has in the regular season, particularly in terms of the amount of innings these guys are going to be uh, put into any game. So even Manoa, would you see him going, you know, seven innings?
0: Oh, I'd see him. I mean, we, we've seen this now in, in the regular season uh, a couple of times or at least once. and, And he's been given an extra day of rest. So it's led to this that 110 pitches is, is no problem for this guy. I mean, he just, he he feels like he's built to to throw that many pitches. Um, it's a two parter though as well because I do think the Blue Jays are going to rely on their better relievers for more than just three outs. Like I could I could see many a scenario, and we used to see this with Mariano Rivera all the time that this was it, he was the best closer in Major League Baseball, but he also turned into the best setup man in in the playoffs where it was Yankees had a one run lead in the 8th inning and you you would see him for 6 outs i could see that type of scenario playing out for jordan romano
1: yeah i'm conscious that i need to let you go ben cuz you've got a school run to do um but do. before before you go how far can the jays go what what's your realistic expectations if we you know get through the wild card series and uh, then obviously up against the astros which is a a, a tough call do you feel that the Jays have got it in the tank to go full distance?
0: The the beauty and the curse of major league baseball is that it is a large sample sport and that the playoffs are a small sample <laughs> and that it's fun. And who doesn't love playoff baseball, but Definitely. you can, yeah, but you can watch an Atlanta Braves team without Ronald Acuna Jr. And, and some, some, you know, cast offs that they acquire at the deadline, beat a 130-win team, not quite, but yeah, one of the the obvious best team in in baseball and the Dodgers a season ago and win the World Series. Now it's not quite that much of an underdog story for the Blue Jays. Again, a team that was favored by Las Vegas to be the American League representative in the World Series before the season, but absolutely they can win a World Series. I mean there's very few teams that can, can throw a one-two punch in starting pitching at you like the Blue Jays possess. They, they do have one of the best closers in all of baseball. And the offense, despite its up-and-down nature, in an overall sense, has been one of the best. And the, the stats all lead you to that conclusion. The Blue Jays in, in 2022 can absolutely win the World Series.
1: Ah, that's what we like to hear to finish on. Great note to finish on. And I think we haven't even mentioned John Schneider. And I I feel like I've really shortchanged you today and sort of sort of rushed you for answers because of my failing to get the time zones right. But um yeah. We'll have to I think, do it again then. We absolutely I'd I'd love to have you back on and we can have a bit more time. Perhaps perhaps once postseason has all gone through and we know where the land lies, we'll we'll definitely have you back on, Ben. And uh spend a bit more time with you but really appreciate it thanks so so much just give us your social handles so people know where to find you
0: yeah uh I'm on twitter at sportsnet ben I'm on Instagram as well at bns01 can't say that I use that uh all that much and I'm I'm resisting TikTok so not yet on <laughs> TikTok.
1: <laughs> yeah you need to get some dances sorted out for us. Perhaps uh you know you can uh you can compete with Vladdy for for that uh, task maybe uh, <laughs> anyway great to have you uh wish you well with your your show guys just make sure you tune in to Ben. it's a great listen it's a great time of day for us actually you know sort of slightly later your evening nice nice way to finish the day here listening to you guys so uh, thanks for your time and uh much love to you and your family and uh, we'll speak soon
0: thanks so much thanks for having me The Red, White, and Blue Jays podcast is a production of Blue Jays Fans UK. If you've got a Blue Jays story to share, let us know. Email us at BlueJaysFansUK at gmail.com. And follow along on Twitter and Instagram at BlueJaysFansUK. I'm your announcer, Jim Langton. Thanks for listening.